This is a DirtOnDirt.com video cast for Tuesday, September 17th. I'm Derek Kessinger inside the DirtOnDirt.com studios alongside Turn Michael Reiners. We've got Cody Summers joining us on the Integra Shocks and Springs Hotline coming up in a few to recap the Knoxville Nashues and preview the Lucas Oil Late Model Series for the first time as they invade Kokomo Speedway in Kokomo, Indiana this Friday night. Funny thing is, Dirt on Dirt hasn't covered a race there since 2010. Hard to believe. Turn, you weren't even born yet, bud. Um, I don't... Are you doing your math there right? Yeah, that means your sweet little baby turn. If you're, if, you're not, if you're doing your math right, there's some labor laws that are being broken right now with me, uh, with me working here. So. Uh, that's, no one knows about that. We'll yeah, keep that yeah. quiet. We'll keep that quiet. And how about Jimmy Owens' turn, who held off Brandon Shepard to pick up his second consecutive Knoxville Nationals title? I don't care who you are. If you hold off Shepard at one of the biggest races of the year is quite the feat. Turn is the Newport Nightmare back. Uh, I mean, he's... He's for sure back. I mean, he won. Uh, he's been running good lately, I think. I've, I've picked him in dirt draft a couple of times. Uh, and, you know, going back to back at Knoxville, it's happened a couple of times since I've been here. Mike Marler did it, and now uh, Jimmy Owens. So, uh, yeah, Newport Nightmare might be back. And once again, the Rocket House car team, they get uh, second and no good, huh? Yeah, I mean. They've led like a million laps at this place, it yeah. seems like. I feel bad for, for Mark and the guys, but uh, at the same time, they've already checked one big one off their list this year by, uh, by winning the Dream. So, I mean, I think they'll get one at Knoxville because they run too good there not to get one eventually, but, uh, but this year just wasn't the year, I guess. Did you have any tenderloins? Uh, no, I didn't. No tenderloins? Did no we have any colds at Dingus or not? Uh, no Dingus. I had too many cookies, though. Too many cookies from Pella. Oh, my goodness. Those things are good and don't forget we are live this weekend for the 40th annual jackson 100 in brownstown indiana safe to say we will have vintage james essex this weekend psg please stay green turn he is a riot there at jackson or at the jackson county fairgrounds he just goes absolutely bonkers it's so awesome to see he is in his element there is what that is i mean that, oh baby the, the house that essex built is there uh, at brownstown and that's after doing that one live last year that one's one that uh is up there on the list to go do because just listening to james in his element is is something fun. And didn't he like announce from like the stands at one point? Like he yes. was just in the stands, was like actually racing or qualifying or what the heck was he doing? Yeah. So it was during <laughs> it was during qualifying. I uh, I was noticing. I was like, man, I'm picking up a lot of gnat sound, which is the car noise uh, during the production. And I'm like, man, that's really loud. I don't know what's going on. Well, I had Kane step in and, and switch for a minute, and I step outside, and there James is sitting amongst the people announcing qualifying, and I'm like, oh, that makes perfect sense. So he's there with the people. He's the man of the people there. I think, he's just, I think he's more famous at Brownstown than Bloomquist at Eldora. Any thoughts of that? Or? Uh, it's got to be close, like per capita, I think. He, yeah, per capita, yes. yes. And also, we are live, so you FastPass users, we are live for the World of Outlaws for three nights Thursday night at the house that Chubb Frank built, State Line Speedway. Friday night at Outlaw Speedway in Dundee, New York. And Saturday night at the huge half-mile Sealands Grove Speedway. Turn, I got to ask you a simple question. How many wins will Brandon Shepard have this week? And he's tied the record right now. He's looking to beat his own record. What are we setting the line at here? One and a half. One and a half? Yeah. Oh, I'm... I'm he likes the state over. line, too. So Life's too short to take the under. I'm taking the over. I want Chubb to have a home state win. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Uh, I mean, obviously seeing him back there, that would be 
That would be a neat thing to have him get a hometown win. Yeah, busy weekend this weekend, but uh, we recorded a video cast with uh, Cody Summers. We had a call him earlier today, so uh, here's his interview. Joining me now on the Integra Shocks and Springs Hotline is event promoter and car owner Cody Summers. Cody, we will get to Kokomo in a second, but I want to assess your weekend at Knoxville with Bloomquist Racing. How do you think it played out over the weekend? Um, it was uh, an up and down weekend. Uh, we had a lot of good moments and we had a lot of bad ones. Um, you know, we um, that first night really, really struggled with with Scott and the zero car. Uh, just getting out of the pits, honestly, had electrical issues, missed qualifying, and once you get behind nowadays in late model racing, the fields are so tough that once you get behind, your kind of day is over. Um, so that's kind of was one of the low points of the weekend and it was pretty frustrating, but, you know, Chris, on the other hand, um, ran pretty well Friday, I believe, uh, with, with his runner up finish and, um, you know, even Saturday, um, led a lot of laps and, and we, we kind of believe if that caution doesn't come out, he wins the race. So, um, up and down weekend, but, um, definitely a different, different type of race and a different type of weekend for us. Yeah, I was going to ask you one more Knoxville question. It just seemed like the track conditions threw a curveball for some of the teams throughout the 100-lapper. You had guys who were fast early but struggled late, and you had guys who were quiet even all weekend long come on strong at the end. How hard is it to set up for the 100-lapper here at Knoxville? Yeah, I'm very difficult. I mean, I've never, I had never been there before, obviously watched a lot. Um, and Chris himself, he hasn't been there in a very long time. So until you kind of go there and experience it, you don't really know what you're dealing with. But I, I, I will say it is unbelievable that you can get a surface so wet, like early that, that you need to even hot lap two times. That's how wet it is that by the end of the night, it's, it's really slick. I mean, when you find a racetrack that slows down four or five seconds, that's when you know you've got a challenging surface. Usually, you know, presents good racing if it slows down that much. So, uh, Definitely, again, not a lot of places you can slow down four or five seconds, and Knoxville is one of them that you do, and and uh, definitely makes it a challenge for sure, um, and and definitely a different place to race. This weekend, the Lucas Oil Late Model Series is making its first ever stop at Kokomo. How excited are you, especially you're promoting the race? I mean, this track is legendary in the open wheel world. It's about time they hosted a national fender race. Yeah, I'm very, very excited. Um, you know, that, that this has been in the works for a few years, um, really tried to do it a few years back and it just didn't work out. And, uh, thankfully this year we were able to make uh, a date work in the calendar that made sense, uh, you know, kind of button it up with Brownstown there and the Jackson. So it, it really, uh, was an opportunity to bring, uh, for the first time national late models to Kokomo. They're, they've had some late model races, but not very many. And the little bit that they've had has been great. I mean, the racing has been great, which is something that Kokomo is just known for in the open wheel world. Uh, pe people practically worship the place because of how racy it is. Literally, that's what they, you know, that's what they love about it. When you got guys like, you know, for example, Brian Clausen, he was always um, such a big advocate and, and fan of Kokomo as his favorite place. And it was all because of the racing and how, um, how amazing a quarter mile can race. Like it's almost like a bigger track, you know, you're doing slide jobs and you're two, you're three, sometimes four wide, a cushion, a low side, a middle. It, 
it's very wide, but it's a short track and a bull ring at the same time. And you just don't, you don't have a lot of places in our sport and late models that you can do that. And I look forward to, you know, when you get national guys like Scott and JD and, and Jimmy Owens and some of these guys that, that got a lot of experience in these cars, I think we're in for a treat and I think we're in for one heck of a race. And um, that's, that's pretty much what you can expect, you know, at Kokomo. Yeah, and I feel like there's a good buzz surrounding this race. I mean, I've talked to several drivers last week and some fans. Even my buddies are texting, hey, we going to Kokomo Friday. They cannot wait for Friday night to get here. Am I wrong about that? No, I mean, there definitely is. I even kind of was uh, starting to ask some guys, uh, you know, out there at Knoxville, you know, hey, are you, what, what's your thoughts on going to Kokomo? You know, like I asked JD in the, the filter all line. He's like, man, I'm not sure, you know, because there's just not a lot of, there's not a lot of video out there. There's not a lot of uh, uh, racing that's been done on the place, which to me makes it even more exciting. The fact that you got a guy like JD uh, or even Scott, you know, he was asking me some questions about the place. And that's kind of cool in and of itself. When you got these guys who have so much time in a race car and so many laps that they're even being thrown a different pitch this weekend, you know, they're going to have to be swinging for the fences and at a different pitch. and and it's going to make it a level playing field. And it's, I think it's going to make it a great race. And uh, therefore, a lot of these racers know that. And therefore, a lot of these racers are excited about that fact. Yeah, and we have video from 2010. That was the last time Dirt on Dirt, you know, covered it. And it was a summer national race. And that was guys like Shannon Babb, Rusty Schlink, and Jason Fager. Other than that, there's not too many guys that have actually raced on that, like you pointed out. Yeah, it's, it's basically your your bullring type of guys like i don't you know uh, again you you just named off guys that raced there that i didn't know had raced there so it's been a long time obviously our sport has changed a lot since 2010 so you know i think you got a lot of high side hustler type of guys now and you've got a lot of guys like you know your chris's and your scott's and those guys that love to be known for that middle and low groove and Kokomo races it both ways. There's absolutely usually always a cushion and a top side, but there's always a, a low groove in the shortest way around the racetrack. And I'm just excited to see what the national guys do on that surface because the, the place is known for great track prep. The O'Connor family does a great job with, with the race with the racetrack there all year. They do a bunch of USAC events uh with, with their big, you know, midget and, and USAC non-wing events and it's just it's just an exciting place and I'm looking forward to bringing what I you know what I would say is our cup of tea to to an open wheel sprint car area I think it's going to be a fun weekend for sure yeah that race there in 2010 was a hornet's nest you had a uh, rusty schlank hold off Jason Fager and Shannon Babb and when obviously earlier I mentioned that this is an open wheel track they love their open wheel cars there you know the midgets and you know sprints but if this thing goes well this weekend, can you see in the foreseeable future a huge late model race at Kokomo? Because I think they deserve one and they could have one. Yeah, I mean, definitely uh, it's already been talked about. But, you know, much like many things, uh, you kind of got to walk before you run. Um, but definitely it has, it has the recipe for it and, and all the, all the things um, – that you would want in a big late model weekend and a big and big race weekend between, you know, the venue size, the, the surface being very, very good and racy. We just kind of got to get through this weekend and see where things go. But I definitely would love to, I think, um, 
you know, I, I'm certainly not scared of, of doing big events and doing different things. So I would love to have a big event at Kokomo, but first and foremost, uh, looking forward to getting the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series there at the, at the shootout and uh, bringing national late models to Kokomo, Indiana. That's, that's step one, and we'll go from there for sure. Obviously, you became part owner of Scott Bloomquist Racing this year. You've been traveling up and down the road with him. Can you share a wild story or a funny story with Scott Bloomquist's story thus far? Or, you know, can you not share, like, the full details? <laughs> well, I, I would say that uh, I, I'd probably have to take up all of this week's uh, website time to <laughs> give you all the stories and all the experiences I've had. Uh, which have been uh, very, very many. Um, the fact of the matter is, is uh, Scott is is a very uh, interesting person, but he is a very good person, and I've enjoyed working with him. And it's amazing to watch somebody so passionate do what they do, and you see the success he's had. And, and when you get close to him and you're around him a lot, and you see the way that he operates, you kind of – I guess, start to understand why he's done what he's done. I mean, he's literally a perfectionist. He expects the best out of everybody around him. Um, and it's why he's had the success he has. I mean, I'll give you one funny story. How about that? <laughs> yes, you, thank you. I'll give you one. But it, but it also it segues into the fact that it backs up why he's had the success he's had. You know, again, Scott perfects everything. And w the funny story is, he will, he has no problem telling you that he makes the best chicken sandwich on the planet, period. And he does not want to tell you how he makes it. You have no choice in what goes on it. You eat it and that's period. No questions asked. He makes it his way and he's very meticulous. He'll, he'll cook it a certain way. He'll marinate it a certain way. He'll uh, put cheese uh, literally a certain way. He puts lettuce a certain way. He only uses Duke, Duke's mayonnaise, and he layers it a certain way. I mean, I'm not kidding you. It is down to the detail, very specific, and he'll hand it to you, and he'll stare at you, eat it. And uh, you, you, you take a bite of this chicken sandwich, and you, you literally go, holy cow, this is the best chicken sandwich I've ever had. And, and he's just so satisfied. He's like, you're damn right. It's the best chicken sandwich yeah. you ever had. You know, he's so confident, typical Scott confident because he knows. And, um, you know, that's just one funny example of how Scott is and, and how he can be, but it, again, it backs up why he's had the success he's had. Well, maybe another business venture for you, Bloomquist chicken shop. I don't know. It could be a good idea. <laughs> yeah. You never know. You never know. Maybe we'll be slinging chicken sandwiches. Who knows? Heck, uh, you never know. Never say never. How much fun has it been for you and the team to have Madden behind the wheel? Because it looked like this last month, month and a half, has been a you know a good thrill ride for you and the team. Yeah, it's been just amazing. I mean, you know, honestly, before um, before bringing Chris on board with the team, I didn't really know him that well. You know, I just. Uh, Hadn't been around him a lot. He hadn't exactly been to a lot of my events or my races and uh, was kind of a little uncertain, obviously very, very much aware of his talent and ability behind the wheel. Um, but uh, just a little, you know, uncertain how it was going to work out. And, you know, we all sat down and we made a deal happen. And I'm so thankful because not only is he 
what I consider one of the best race car drivers to put on a helmet in, in dirt late model racing. He's also one of the greatest people that I've met in the sport. I mean, he's just a great person, a family man, treats his people very, very, very good. The people helping him, his partners, uh, you know, the people he works with, like myself, he just, he has a very good understanding of respect and representing you and your team the right way and doing things the right way. And he works hard, you know, gets his hands dirty. Um, just an amazing person. And I've really, really, uh, enjoyed my time with him and, and thankful that, you know, I can call him a friend now and not just a business associate, you know, even though he drives for the team and we have a business arrangement, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just thankful to have had this experience with him and we've had a lot of success and, we uh we plan on racing more you know we that originally started uh just as a few race deal and we were going to just kind of see how it went and and as things have evolved it it's been very clear that he has helped elevate team zero in general in our in our organization and our team and and uh i think um uh, you know we're going to do a lot more racing still yet this year and who knows what next year you know we'll bring and what we're going to put you know put together we'll just have to wait and see but um, definitely was, was, uh, a great choice and very happy that we made that choice and, and happy to have the success we've had. Last question. I'm looking straight into the camera. You have to be honest with me. Who has better flow, me or Scott Bloomquist? Man, you can't have the Scott Bloomquist <laughs> flow. I mean, gosh, man, he's got the, the ultimate flow, that the is ultimate true. mojo. He has the swag. I don't know. He has, he's Scott, you know, he. He has that polarizing presence. Uh, it doesn't matter when, when or where. He always seems to have it. Although I will give you credit, you got some good flow, and you got you know you're polarizing as well. Oh, but I you know thank you. I'd have to I'd have to place you second. You're on the podium, but you you got to be a, a P two to Scott Bloomquist. If I'm second in life to Scott Bloomquist in the flow department, that's perfectly fine. But, Cody, good luck this weekend. Can't wait to see you at Kokomo. It's going to be a fun time Friday night. So if you guys are in the area, check it out, and uh, have a good weekend, bud. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Look forward to seeing everybody there. Wow, turn. Can you believe that? He says Bloomquist has more flow than me. What exactly is flow? I think it's like the swag, the hair, the looks, the personality. That's kind of what he said there, huh? Uh, yeah, and that makes total sense then, because Bloomer has more. Yes, he has definitely more flow, but <laughs> it's unbelievable. But if you are in the area, please make your way to Kokomo Speedway this Friday night. It's going to be a showcase, and I cannot wait to see the nation's best battle it out at the Indiana Oval. And don't forget, we are also live this weekend, Saturday at Brownstown Speedway for the Jackson 100. Turn, I know you're excited, bud. Absolutely. I get to go see my friends there at... At Brownstown, James Essex, uh, all the Lucas gang that we saw at Knoxville. And last year was a show. It was a day race, but uh, hopefully yeah, Pearson, we get it Davenport, That was awesome. I think Essex might have went, went into cardiac arrest during that feature last year. He was <laughs> loving it. He yeah, was they, loving it. They, uh, they posted the, the last, like, three laps or something on, uh, on Facebook and – uh, I mean, just that got my call. that got my blood, oh, blood flowing. Turn. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm done. I'm and done. And fast pass users, don't forget Thursday, Friday, and Saturday with the World of Outlaws. Three nights of action out in the out in the Northeast. Cannot wait for that. Order your pay per view or fast pass today. 
return. Obviously, you're headed to Brownstown. I'll be, you know, chilling at the home base, making sure all our video. We'll have also highlights all weekend long, but I think it's going to be a good weekend. It's kind of like no crown jewels season, but we got the national series race and we got plenty of regional coverage. I cannot wait for this weekend. I know. I'm uh, excited about Brownstown. Get to go out there and do another live show. Uh, one of our easier setups, so that helps to uh, makes it a little nicer. But, uh, yeah, I think the racing is going to be great. I love going to Brownstown. My first race there was 2014 at a Summer Nationals race. So. Yeah, we hugged on the yeah, front stretch. It's, it's been a while, bud. Yeah, five years. That's insane. <laughs> I cannot believe you've been here for five years. I've been I here know. for seven. It's nuts. But, turn. I know you have to get home in time for lunch, so we'll end this video cast. This was your DirtOnDirt.com video cast for Tuesday, September 17th. Be great this weekend.